0: and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening.
1: Hi, Casey. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
2: I'm wonderful, Elisha. Thank you so much for having me. What a treat it is to be with you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so um, before we begin with your introduction, you know, I love to say this so often, and that's the essence of this show. The essence of this show is to invite amazing guests. Amazing guys like Casey, who have triumphed over one challenges or another, we invited to come talk to us about their stories because we believe that um, in our audience there might be someone who is stuck up in a situation that Casey came out of triumphantly. So, let's say that person or people are listening to Casey speaking, they might pick some information that would actually Um, enable them to experience transformation in their lives so that's the essence of the show so within the next few minutes Casey (laughs) let us begin with your introduction and you talk to us about your story the challenges that you faced and how you overcame them and afterwards I've got some questions for you okay Casey let's get started
2: wonderful thank you I'll just dive right in so um I call myself a breakthrough coach because I believe that everyone that comes onto this earth has something to learn and some lesson. In yoga, we call it karma um, that might be inherited from the generational line or that might be a result of just the decisions that you've made within your lifetime. But I believe that everyone has something here to learn. And usually we humans, we just like to come here and roll around in it a lot. And I was not content to just roll around in my struggles. So I was a person that drank alcohol and started drinking alcohol from a very young age. Um, there was a lot of alcohol use in my family um, with my friend group growing up. So I just saw it around me everywhere. And I just assumed that drinking alcohol was just what you did. It was just a part of life because I really hadn't ever seen anyone live their life without consuming alcohol. And so it really changed me and it changed my life. and and. And I struggled for many, many, many years. And it changed the way that I saw myself. And it changed the way that I saw what was possible for me in this lifetime. And, you know, Elijah, I always had this deep inner sense that I was born for something really special. I think everyone has that sense. I think everyone was born for something special. But I just had this deep knowingness that, that I was born to really help people and that I was born to be a light and that I was born to affect change. And as the years went by, I mean, I was a yoga teacher. I was a leader in my community. I was still doing really, really good work. Um, but I always knew that the cycle of drinking alcohol and the cycle of, of the shame that that created within me and that cycle of, of, disease and unhealthiness that that created inside of my body as the years went by and the decades went by i just i just knew inside of myself that while i was doing very good work that while i was still helping people with the person that i was i knew that there was so much more that i had to offer the world I feel myself getting emotional. I knew that I was capable of so much more than what I was giving. And I knew that the reason that I wasn't able to be that person was because of something that I myself was doing, that I essentially was in my own way. And that this practice of alcoholism that that seemed to be working for everyone else was really holding me back. And then alcohol itself is so insidious. You know, when when all, all drugs are, and alcohol is really just a drug, you know, we say there's alcohol and drugs, but I believe there's just drugs and drugs. But, you know, when we get in the cycle of addiction, um, it's very difficult to see anything outside of that. And so I was able to break through, and I was able to break through that cycle of addiction in a way that I just changed my mind. And I say that like it was easy. But it it wasn't easy until it was. I had done so much work that when I finally discovered, you know, when when I allowed my brain to see what alcohol really was and not how society had conditioned me to look at alcohol, because really, you know, alcohol permeates our society. It's part of how we connect. It's how we comfort ourselves. It's how we celebrate good things. It's how, we tent, it's how we fill the boredom and the empty space. You know, we even do it with our exercise. We have vino and vinyasa, which is where people can do yoga and drink wine. You know, we have organizations that teach you to earn your booze, where you go and you work out really hard and then you get to drink afterwards because you've earned it. So really, like as a culture, we have facilitated an environment where it's really hard for people to imagine a fun, connected, joyous life that alcohol isn't a part of. And so I was able to break through all of that for myself. I was able to to create a, or to, to create a system for myself where I finally understand that that just being me and just being me and being able to wake up every morning without shame, being able to wake up every morning remembering what I did before. That feels way better than drinking a, a couple glasses or bottles of wine at night. You know, that being able to connect with my partner and with my friends and my coworkers just with my own essence and not a clouded essence or a, a shrouded essence that would be when I'm consuming alcohol. That feels way much better than the discomfort of walking into a party where everyone is drinking and I'm not. You know, so I learned to prioritize feeling good about myself more than any benefit that alcohol could ever offer me. And that's how I'm able to keep my sobriety effortlessly because I love being my true self so much more than I love anything that alcohol could ever offer. And now that I'm on the other side, it's pretty simple to maintain because my only job now is just to Keep having a great life and keep doing things that make me proud of myself. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not like I'm, because I still have moments where I do things that I wish I had done differently. And, but now it's like, I don't, I, it, those are just normal human mistakes that I don't have to feel shame for. And I don't have to feel bad for it's just the cost of doing business and being alive. So now life feels different. Mistakes don't feel so heavy. Celebrations feel like like they belong to me more than ever before. And so I've been able to create an alcohol-free life that is joyous, that is connect- connected, and now I simply get to be proud of myself. And so this is my life now, and it's been my life for over five years. I've been, I've been alcohol-free, and now I'm a breakthrough coach, and I get to help many people, not only with alcoholism, but with anything that they're trying to break through not just the cycle that alcohol creates, but the cycle that people pleasing creates, or the cycle that perfectionism creates, or the cycle of codependency in relationship that that creates. And so I really believe, Elisha, that we were not just born to struggle and pay taxes and die. (laughs) I believe That we were sent here, yes, and struggle is part of it, but that we're meant to learn from the struggle, that we're meant to grow, and that we're meant to evolve and get better and transcend those struggles so that we can know happiness while we're alive and not just save it for after. Thank you for listening to all of that and receiving.
1: (laughs) Amazing, I tell you. Okay, so let us kickstart with the first question. Are you ready? I am. Okay, so let's say someone asks you, hey Casey, how can I expand, grow, and thrive by untying the knots surrounding my heart? Did you get that? (laughs) Or should I come again?
2: How can why don't you ask me just one more time?
1: Okay, okay. It says how can I expand grow? and thrive by untying the knot surrounding my heart.
2: Oh, the heart, the heart knots. Yep, yep, yep. So (laughs) a lot of the work that I use to to help create this breakthrough with my clients is through the lens of yoga. And the reason that I, you know, I'm a yoga teacher and a life coach. And for me, that's just like such a beautiful um, combination because in the world of coaching, Most coaches will tell you, if you change your thoughts, you'll change your life. And I believe that that's true, that our thoughts are granularly at the very root of our lives. And when we can change the way we think about ourselves and our lives, we can change our lives. But my brand of coaching, I tend to see it as it's it's the thoughts and the feelings that the thoughts create in our bodies that form together to then create our lives. So for for my money it's it's not quite enough to change our thoughts we have to change the thoughts and the habitual feelings that we feel inside the way our hearts feel and i find this to be very interesting the heart the heart math institute has come out with some very powerful data that shows us that while the brain is is definitely so important and is responsible for disseminating tons of information into the body obviously we couldn't survive without the, the functioning of the brain. What the Heart Math Institute has shown us recently is that the heart also responds to the brain by sending out its own information via hormones and receptors. And so the heart actually sends out more information to the brain than the brain ever sent out to the heart, which tells me that our feelings are so much more important than the, the modern world that we live in gives them credit for. And so the way the heart feels is so important because your thoughts create your feelings the way you feel in your body. And then your feelings, your heart, will communicate that feeling back up to your brain, which will encourage your brain to think more of those thoughts, which will make your heart feel a certain way. So it forms a loop. And so we live in a world where people tell us that it's mind over matter and that logic and reason and making things make sense in your brain is so important and so much more important than anything else. So that's what I coach a lot of people on is is coming back to the heart and coming back to the wisdom of the body that so many of us have been taught to override in, in default of the logic of the mind. So what happens is the heart starts to protect itself and it starts to form knots. In yoga, we call those knots granthis. The knot at the heart is called Vishnu granthi. And that heart specifically is designed to protect us from feeling things that we aren't quite ready to feel. So these knots, they're not a bad thing. They're just a protective measure. But the thing about protection is that it keeps us safe, but it also often keeps us very stuck. So a lot of the work that I do with my clients is to start to loosen those knots around the heart, to start to to take away the pre- protective mechanisms that we that we put around the heart and the body so that we can start to get access to some of these feelings that the world has told us aren't important but actually are very important. I believe that feelings are data. Feelings are messengers. Emotions are like you know, if you're running a marathon and yeah. life is just a marathon and your emotions are like standing on the sidelines of the marathon with a sign saying, mm. here, I have something to tell you. I have a message that you need for this leg of your journey, for this leg of the marathon. And when we don't listen to the heart, we miss all of those messages that, that our bodies really want us to know. So, so much of the work that I do with my clients is unraveling those knots so that we can feel a little more so that we can start to interpret the language of our sensation of our bodies of our feelings and that we can use those feelings towards our healing instead of only using the mind
1: amazing casey you're doing a fantastic job i tell you that's really amazing
2: (laughs) thank you thank you Uh,
1: yeah let's go on please um okay what does um breaking through mean to you breaking soul. what does that mean to you
2: yeah so i call myself a breakthrough coach because i believe that our struggles take up energy so we all have these things going on inside of us that are unconscious our thoughts and our feelings And these unconscious thoughts and feelings create our stories. And then we end up creating these cycles of struggle, whether it's like I mentioned through alcoholism or drug use, or maybe using food as medication or as a way to soothe, or again, codependency and partnership. So I work with a lot of women and I'll use body image as an example. You know, in in this modern day world, All people, but again, I'll speak for women right now, are conditioned with these messages that our bodies need to be small and a certain size, and they need to look a certain way and be very smooth, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just not the reality for most people's bodies. And so what happens is that most people and women will develop this narrative on the inside of being dissatisfied with the way that they look right? And that will fill up their nervous system. Every time they look in the mirror, their, their brain goes straight to the parts of their bodies that they don't like. And then their bodies are filled with some sort of negativity, with, with dissatisfaction, with comparison, with, with whatever, fill in the blanks, a negative emotion. And, and when your body is filled with that sense of negativity, that dissatisfaction, what happens is that you're saturated. You're saturated with those thoughts and feelings and that story of discontent. And that means that your body is not available for all the brilliance that you are actually designed to go execute and give and do in the world. And so when I work with my clients to soften that critical voice, to look in the mirror and see themselves with love, what happens is all of that space on the inside that used to be filled up with this discontent is now free kinetic energy, right? It's this energy that people used to use hating themselves or being dissatisfied with themselves or judging themselves that now they don't do that anymore. And now they have all this freed up energy that then they just get to use for whatever the heck they want, right? And that to me is breakthrough. When you get to take this energy that you used to use, being dissatisfied with yourself and your life, and you get to free up that energy that you get to use for your happiness, for your joy, for your brilliance. And I believe that it's that happiness and joy and brilliance that will go ripple out into the world and will eventually save us all. So really, people doing their personal work, I believe breaking through onto that other side, using that energy that they used to use to beat themselves up for good, that that will change the world.
1: Oh, oh, amazing. (laughs) Okay, so um, the last question. Okay, let us talk about yoga. How, is, how has yoga informed your journey? You got that?
2: Wow, I did. How has yoga informed my journey? Thank you. So yeah. yoga, to me, I used to think it was just something that I did. And it, it, was, it was just how I exercised. And then I used to think it was something that I taught. But now, after doing this for more than 20 years, I'm feeling myself get emotional. After doing this for more than 20 years, I've I've discovered that yoga is not meant to be something that we do. Yoga is not meant to be something that we check off on our to-do list and just go on to the next thing. That yoga is meant to be part of who we are. It is meant to be who we become. It is meant to be a way of being and moving through the world. And so since I was in my early 20s and I'm in my mid-40s now, yoga has been my companion and has held me through all the highs and lows, through all the ups and downs, through all of the different versions of myself. Yoga has, has held me through it all. And really what it has done is, is I believe that yoga is a tool for processing, that yoga allows us to process the realities of our lives not through the mental body. The mind is tired. We think too much. We have these phones with us 24 seven, constantly flooding our brains with information. The answers, they don't all live there. I am a big believer that you cannot solve a problem with the same type of thinking that created it. And that mm-hmm. also means to me That we can't solve all the world's problems with the logical mind. The logical Mm -hmm. mind was not meant to do everything, right? Mm -hmm. We also have a heart mind. We also have a gut mind, right? We have wisdom that lives inside of the body, but we live in a world now that has taught us not to give access or credence to it. And so that's what the yoga means to me, that it is a tool for processing and the body is a gateway. So when we do the movements, when we do the breath, when we engage in the Kriya, we move the body, the soma, the tissues. And when we move through the tissues, we unlock things. And then we get to process not just through the body, the physical body, but through the subtle body, through the heart, through the mind, through the spirit. And that's when things can really change, not just up here But below the neck. And that's the mind body, the connection. That's the psychosomatic connection. The mind and the body are closely correlated. And so we have to tend to both things. And and that's for me, the yoga gives us access to change our lives, not just mentally, but to really embody that change, to really live it, to really be the change that we wish to be in the world, not just think about it. Mm.
1: Amazing, okay, you know our conversation has been so educative because k c your words are filled with so much insight, and I really love that, okay, so um, thank you, yeah, in conclusion, what would you like to say to the audience? Maybe you've got an advice for the audience in conclusion,
2: yeah, you know, I would say that we are living in we are living in some wild times. Um, the geopolitics in this world right now are, I don't even know the word to use, but um, I know that so many people are feeling so overwhelmed and so powerless and so helpless by the state of the world and really fearful. Um, you know, my, I, I feel that for myself and, and I see that in my clients and in my sphere. And so I really want to remind people that that when you when you look at the outer world and you get overwhelmed and you feel scared about the state of where this is all going the yoga reminds us that that when we look outward and we don't like what we see that we always have an opportunity to to use that as a mechanism to remind us to turn inward that really like when we see brokenness and violence and and inequity out in the world that, that it's a, it's really a reflection of who we're being on the inside. And if you want to solve that on the outside, the first step is almost always to start to solve that on the inside. And so I really encourage everyone to do their personal work, whether it's with a coach, whether it's, a, it's with a therapist, whether it's in the yoga space, whatever that means for you to, to develop the capacity to look inward, to take responsibility for your own life, to, to heal yourself to not let your wounds operate you, you know, hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people. So if we want a healed world, we all have to go inward and take responsibility for ourselves and do our own inner healing. And I believe that it's each of us doing our own inner healing that will start to ripple out to our relationships, to our families, to our communities, to our cities, to our countries, and to the whole world. So if you don't like what you see out there, then then turn your gaze to the one thing you can control, which is you right here, in here. And I can always help you do that if you would like.
1: <laughs> Thank you so very much. Okay, let's say someone wants to reach out to Casey. How can that be yeah. possible?
2: Yep, I my website has all of my information. So my business is Lotus Life Coaching. And um, I believe no mud, no Lotus, right? And so the website is lifecoachingbylotus.com. And if you just go to my website, you can see my offers for one-on-one coaching. You can get access to my podcast, which is called Doom and Bloom. And I also have a Patreon community um, where I offer tools for the journey that you will actually use. So there are lots of ways to be in my sphere. Come on in here. The water is great, and this is where we do our personal work in an effort to really ripple out and make the world better.
1: Okay, that's so good. So that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you for honoring the invite, Casey. It means a whole lot. Thank you so very much.
2: Thank you, Elisha. Thank you for the work you're doing in the world. I really, really appreciate the opportunity.
0: That was a great one, right? (laughs) I know, right? Thank you so very much for listening to that podcast. It means a whole lot to us. I must confess, it does means a whole lot to us. Okay, have a request to make. Yeah, I want to ask you for a favor. Can you drop a review and rate us on Apple Podcast? That's going to make us know how we are blessing you. And that's going to make us understand how else we can improve to continually impact knowledge to you and others. Thank you so very much for listening and God bless you. Shalom.